This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Hey everybody, happy Halloween week. Welcome back to week nine of College Dame Day. I'm Laura, and I will throw it over to Amy to get us started with this week's game. So this week we're doing best and worst traditions. They can be really fun or really stupid. I'm going to go first because I want to. (laughs) And I'll start with what I think is a really good one. It's when you score a touchdown and everyone in the stadium has a red balloon and they let it go to fly okay. in the air. And it's like a sea of red balloons. That's I've never tradition. heard of this one before. Yes. This is news to me. I know. Um, now, which team does this? This is the coolest one. But anyway, that's my I do like one. that one. I do like it. Like, there is something about, like, especially when it's not, like, super windy and it's, like, a nice day and they just kind of all flow and it's, like, you look up and it's just, like, a sea of red all around you. I remember the time that Autumn and Laura and I went to a game and uh, we took Caden Sorry, on. Megan. <laughs> anyway, but we... It was we, so fun. It was probably the best time I've ever had. We took Caden down to the tunnel it's walk. Cool. Okay, do you guys want to listen to me or yes, no? Yes, go, go. Okay, so we took Caden down to the tunnel walk and I think it was, I think it was Purdue. I think it was when Mike Riley was the coach. I think we started like 7-0, and and by the time we got out of the tunnel walk into our seats, like our defense had picked off the ball, and then like we scored before we even got to our seats, and um, we saw like the touchdown being scored because we were in the stadium, but we just hadn't made it up to our seats yet, like with all the traffic that was coming out of the tunnel walk, and um, I just remember like it was just like wall-to-wall people. I couldn't move. I just had my like hand on Caden and looking up, and just like all I could see was like red balloons floating everywhere, so... It was really cool, but I, I'm going to pick one outside of us that I think is cool, and I really can't believe that I'm going to give, like, a Texas school credit for anything, but it's about to happen. I think that the 12th man... Um, I have that one as well. ...is a very cool one. I think it's really cool. I remember, like, being really little and um, watching them play. I remember um, one game especially where... Because they're just on special teams, just on, like, the kickoff where they let the 12th man, like, walk on, come on. And he was, like, doing so well that the announcers were like, we might even see a scholarship come out of this. And I just, I love the underdog Rudy, you know, story where walk-ons can be a part of the team and play. And so I do really like that 12th man tradition. So, so the question is, did Seattle Seahawks copy Texas a or did Texas a copy Seattle? Seattle copied Texas A&M. Seattle copied Texas that, A&M because they had true. to get the, they had to get the copyright from Texas yes. A&M to be able to do it. So because yes. they they did copyright it. So yep, that is correct. Um, a little trivia for you guys. Good job. Anyway, so that's my favorite one. That is not Nebraska. Okay, so <laughs> I made a list. I really got into this week's traditions, and it started because of the one that I actually talked about with Michael last week. So I have a list of like my favorites, and my not favorites. I'll start with my favorites. Since that's where we started, Amy, for you. Again, I know Amy said she can't believe she gave Texas something. I'm going to give Iowa something. And they will be on both my favorite and my least favorite. I know, I know. I think, Lori, I think you're taking mine. Okay, well, Megan and I both picked, and it sounds like, the tradition of the fact that they turn and they wave to the children's hospital. Yes, that was mine. Ugh, you stole my thunder, Laura. I would say I do appreciate it. It's very endearing. It's heartwarming. So I will give them that. I will give that to Iowa. Did you see where the band comes out and they make the marching band makes the shape of a hand and it waves? Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, that is really cool, too, I thought. I will. I will give that to them. All right. Well, May and I are on the same page. This next one also pains me because it's also a Big Ten school that I don't love. But I will say that Wisconsin, they play jump around. And I will say, because I know Nebraska's like played a couple times, too. does get pretty fun. I do like that tradition as well. So I'll give them that. Did you see Ohio State playing jump around when the fourth quarter started just yes. to mock them yeah. and the announcers lost it? They were like, no, they are. No, they didn't. <laughs> they were like, yes, they were like, no, they are not doing this. This is so dirty. That was hilarious. Pretty funny. Yeah. The problem with traditions is like if you aren't winning, the other schools can steal them like a lot of the times. 
So that's something to keep in mind. But those are my two favorites. I do have one, and I don't know if it belongs on the like hated or loveless. I can't decide because the it's lazy in me, the lazy in me really respects it. But like from a true traditional stance on football, I'm like seriously, come on, guys. So it's Clemson's. <laughs> No, this if- was on my list too. Laura, you are reading my notes it, this week. Yeah, okay. I don't know if Megan has the full one or this part of it because there's lots of traditions they have. But essentially, they will get on a bus and yeah. drive a block and a half, like not even a full block. They drive around one minute and they drive up the hill so that essentially their players can run down the rock. So they get come out of the locker room, which is like by the stadium. And instead of walking in the front entrance, they get all loaded up on a bus. It's like this big production. It takes them like a minute literally to go up the hill. They stop, get out, and run down the hill. And so to me, it's just like so ironic because. FYI, that hill is at a dangerous angle and someone is going to get trampled. I'm telling you, Dabo can handle it right now because he's still kind of young, but give him like 10 years and my anxiety is already extremely high about running down that hill as an old man. Yes. We like players. Like if you get hyped up and someone jumps and someone comes behind yeah. you, like, I know. You, know, you totally just roll on it. your heel wrong. Like that's yeah. the whole team is down. Yeah. Down. It's like yeah. bowling pins. They're gonna be down for the count. But like the funniest thing is like so, I can't remember if it's college game day was there or something. But you literally see everyone's like hyped. They load onto the bus. They sit down. Everyone's like cheering and yelling. They like go up the hill at like five miles an hour. It takes about a minute. Everyone's still cheering when they got up. It's just the funniest yeah. thing to me um, of how excited everybody gets. So, I again, like, I don't know if that goes on my favorite or my least favorite, but I thought that one was pretty ironic. And I'll stop now. So, Megan, you can have yours. I'll save <laughs> yes. all my list for later. Save a few for me, Laura. Okay. I'm going to go with one I know is definitely not on Laura's list because she has already professed her hatred for this tradition. But I really <laughs> do like the running of Ralphie before the no. game. Yes. Because it introduces an element of danger. You're not sure what's going to happen. Things could go terribly wrong. It's just that suspense, I think, that I really enjoy. Colorado people might get trampled having it happen. That's, that's yeah, that's the like. part that I'm like. Gonna... Yes, I'm kind of secretly rooting for some chaos. So in their 2008 spring game, though, Ralphie did break away and trampled one of her handlers and then shook like five others. And but so... The- but the other one held on. Yes, there was and one guy and he held grin, on. The grin on his face like yes. when he, he was like it. the only one so that proud. held on. Yes, but he held on long enough for the rest to get back up and come over and <laughs> finally help him corral it back into the trailer. It's like adult on Mustang. It was very entertaining. Even some of the guys that had been drugged behind like popped up with like a huge smile. It was just like, yes. I don't know, like they lived through it or something. So do you guys know that Ralphie is actually... A girl. I just picked that up when you said it. When she said it yes. was her. Okay. I did not know that. Are they hoping that she's more tame? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The females okay. are a little bit smaller and supposedly okay. less aggressive. And so Ralphie, they're on Ralphie 5, I think now. That's Colorado for you. They are always female. So Ralphia. Ral- Ralphita, yes. It's <laughs> a <laughs> Ralphita. So, yes, I'll go ahead and use that one as my favorite since the Kinnick Stadium wave to the Children's Hospital was taken by Laura. As far as my least favorite, yeah, the Clemson, yes, least favorite. Clemson was on my list for their home field yeah, bus trip, drive around the block. But I have two others, and these are both SEC teams. So the Mississippi State Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> those and we hit are, those are universally despised, I believe. And the other one is Arkansas, their hog calling cheer that they do at the beginning before the game. Yes. And so my favorite story about this is, do you remember when Dana Altman left? <laughs> yeah. And then he and left went very after. And after like 55 seconds of being there, they had him do the like pig suey call. And he looked so uncomfortable. And he, he was, was out of there. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and I'm going to Oregon. <laughs> it's like, this is not the place for me. <laughs> like, no, no. Uh, yeah. No, I just feel like, you know, come on, Arkansas. It's like the whole country thinks you're a bunch of hicks. So why do you have to confirm that every time you have a football game? Because that's what they like embrace it. That's like what they're, they're like proud of it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But I disagree. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel like Dana Altman when I'm watching it. Those are mine. Well, I am going to, because I picked one I liked from Texas A&M, I'm going to get back at them and do one of my least favorite is the kissing tradition. I remember 
watching it growing up and being like super grossed out it's just like ugh. like what if you're I understand like high fives to those around you but what if you're sitting by someone like real gross well, and you have to this is just a high five with your lips uh, <laughs> okay with your lips that's exactly too much I don't know it's maybe just... for guys aren't like you know, they, they utilize it as they take their date. They're, like, secretly hoping like, that will be something that happens. Right. And I and I know that, like, their whole, like, the candlelight thing or whatever. Like, you go and you do your lighter and you, you can, like, find a date or whatever for it. Like, I know that's part of it and stuff. But, like, it it's beyond. And that might be, like, what it started as. Just, like, kissing your date. But then it, it like, morphed into just everyone around you. And I, I just remember, like, I don't know. I, it's just gross to me. It's just gross. Amy doesn't believe in public displays of affection. No. Okay, that's that's not true. It just has its <laughs> it has its time and place. And if you're like, what if, if you're you telling me that if Nebraska beats Iowa, you aren't going to kiss the people around you? Okay, well maybe. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> if they're like Nebraska fans and they're like, you know, look like they bathe <laughs> and they look like they bathe on a semi regular basis, then maybe we'll consider. But I don't know. It's just because they're Texas fans. I just never liked it. And maybe because when I learned about it, I was little and I don't like it. Got it. Plus, I wanted to pick one because I gave them props. I wanted to, like, take Take that away as soon as possible. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You give and you take. Yep. All right. Great. Well, in the spirit of giving and taking, I will, well, I have a few, um, but I will start with Iowa. So I gave them a little bit of props on the waving to the children's hospital. I do like that. But something else that they do is they paint their visitors locker room pink. And I'm sorry, it is 2019 people. The fact that you think that pink is calming or a girl's color, outdated, number one. Two, we'll take it because it's breast cancer awareness month. Shout out October. But, but yeah, I just think bright pink. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's kind of tacky being like, oh, it's pink, so it's a girl's color. It's gonna make you weak. Like, I don't know. To me, that yeah. just seems sexist. really. It seems very sexist. It seems outdated to me. It's just it dumb because like they literally like... said they want to make it seem like a girl's room. That was their goal. And I was like, eh, okay, don't love that, but whatever. But it also seems like they're like, you can't beat us at our best. You have to like, you know, do cheap things to beat us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. It seems tacky. Poor sportsmanship. Taking injuries all game long to slow, like, exactly. stop an offense. That's just kind of along the same lines, I think. Yeah. So I don't like that. Um, I think it's not that I don't like this one, but I think this one's like so overdramatic for what it is. Dotting the eye for OSU. Mm. To me, it's ridiculous. I'm like, you're dotting the eye. It's over the top. Don't love that one. And then the last thing that I have is <laughs> this isn't a specific team. It's just a bunch of them. I think helmet stickers are the dumbest thing I've mm-hmm. ever heard of. To me, I'm like, first of all, who's deciding, like, if it's a good play or not? Like, who's making that subjective call? Right. Secondly, I'm like, do you get to the point that you have too many stickers? Do you start overlapping them? Do you just not you give get them an out? Extra helmet. You get an extra Yeah, you just put on your... <laughs> you are too helmet. I don't know. It just... I don't get the point of being like, here, you did something good. We're going to reward you with a sticker. Yeah. I, or know. like it's, you're sending freshmen out there who are already nervous. Like, here, go with this naked helmet and yeah, have everyone knows like, you suck. Yeah. One day you too can get a sticker I mean, on your helmet. I get. I. I mean, I do understand like rewarding like good play, right. but I'm not a fan of like it's such an arbitrary like system on like yes, who is deciding how do you get like if you just get one for a touchdown, then okay, you can earn this. You earn. You know what I mean? But then the defensive players could get them. Like, the left guard, are they going to get it, like, because they made a correct block or they read the assignment right? right? Are they going to get one where it's, like, the quarterback gets one for making a throw? To me, it seems very unbalanced. Yes. yes. It's not the fairest of systems. I don't know. It's just, for me, it's a team sport. So your reward is if you win. There's no reason to call out individual players. Your stats will do that. Your draft order will do that. You don't even need a name on the back of your jersey. Come on. To me, I don't like that either. So Do you remember when dad, dad would always tell us? play for the name on the front of your jersey not the back and we're like dad we never have we're like first of all we're poor and our jerseys are like falling off (laughs) i was just happy if our like shorts and our shirts weren't see-through fabric was so poor i was i was just happy if they spelled our name right yes or they announced this correctly yes from the right state anyway well that was kind of fun all right well let's talk a little bit about the game on saturday uh, what were you guys' thoughts on the Nebraska-Indiana game? It was super – so first of all, I had a wedding that day, so I was running back and forth, so that was kind of annoying. 
we continue to have turnovers. We're going through so many quarterbacks. There's just no stability. I, uh, the only thing I can say is the fact that I'm still getting frustrated is actually a positive. We're trying to find that like, you know, shining light here is because the moment that I stop caring, that's the real issue. So I will say the fact that I'm still like looking forward to every game, trying to get excited and still disappointed when it doesn't happen means I'm still I'm still holding on, but so I, uh, uh, I just I can't. And also, just, their quarterback had like a record against Ramsey's. Mm-hmm. Like, of yeah. course he did. Of course. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. I don't know. It's like for me, I'm really like we start off hot. We, like our offense is clicking. We go down. You know, we score. We get. It was like no problem scoring or whatever. You know what I mean? And then it mm-hmm. was just. And I don't think that it was necessarily their defense adjusting and like guarding us that much better I just think that it's well that's the problem I don't know what it is but it's just like frustrating how we just seem to like start hot like against Colorado against Indiana and it's just like we start so hot and then we just like stall out and I don't understand why and I'm also like getting a little concerned about our team chemistry just like what I've been seeing on social media and like Twitter and everywhere and we had that decommit, which, by the way, did you guys see, um, you know that that gross guy um, that committed to us after the Ohio State game? Yes. Then he, like, decommitted, but then, like, on Twitter, like, an hour or two ago, he posted himself doing the Wandale pose with a Husker jersey on again. And, like, mm-hmm. all the Nebraska fans were like, what is going on? <laughs> like, they're so yeah. Please stop tearing like, our hearts. Teasing us. I don't know, but it just, like, I'm just worried about, like, the unity. Scott, like, alludes to things in his press conferences, like, we need players that won't quit. We need players that um will step up and lead. I honestly think that's it. it. They need some, like, the players to, like, lead the team. Because I remember when, in the 93 season, when we lost to Florida State, it was like, we were up. I think it was like a minute and 18 seconds or whatever. We lost the lead in like the last part of the game. And so like the student, like the students like Grant Wistrom, all those guys were like put like a minute 18, like after practice was over, they went up and they put like a minute 18 up on the clock and they're like, okay, and we're going to work for like a minute 18. And like, I remember Grant like telling the freshmen, I'm not going to be missing out on a national championship because you want to sleep in or you want to get out of here early or whatever. And it's just like, you need those like student leaders with, the like will to win and I think that like Wandale is kind of stepping up in that and Adrian was backing him up this week but it's just like we don't have a lot of like senior leadership and most of those seniors did come from Mike Riley like there's a few that came from UCF with Scott Frost but those are the only upperclassmen Scott had like you know what I mean like the rest Mm -hmm. are holdovers and so it's just like I feel like there's some like internal issues going on yeah that's my take. Okay. Well, my thoughts about the game, I've divided into the good, the bad, <laughs> and the ugly. So the good, I... It's over. <laughs> I really liked the black shirt uniforms. I did I, We did all black uniforms a couple years ago. Did you lose that game, though, too? I'm not sure, but they didn't <laughs> look good. These, I was surprised that I really liked them. That was a positive. I am still really encouraged by our quarterback depth. I know that Vedral fumbled twice, but he was really accurate passing. He ran that offense so well. If it hadn't been for all of those Indiana players flopping constantly, I think we would have really pressured their defense a lot more. I was really impressed with him. I was really impressed with McCaffrey. He had, I don't remember what his rushing totals were, but he was like the leading rusher on our team. Like it was him and Wandale. I think we have a ton of depth at quarterback. The bad is our turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) Our turnovers are just killing us. Like you cannot lose the turnover battle and expect to win games. And we, I mean, we go up every single game, like just one after another, it feels like. And then our line play is not impressive. I was, I've been kind of on the offensive line, kind of criticizing them, but our defensive line, 
there was absolutely no pressure on the quarterback at all. And I mean, I'm sure that's why he had a record-setting day. Our corners can only cover people for so long. You know, when he has five minutes back there, eventually someone's going to get open and he's going to be able to make a pass. The thing is, like, we're just not penetrating. Like, we're not able to pressure him at all. I don't know what they're doing. They're just dancing around while he takes his sweet time passing the ball. So anyway, so that's the bad. And then the ugly is our special teams. Our special teams is in the toilet. And I mean, I know that I'm being really harsh, but it's just (laughs) after week after week of watching this, I can't hold it back any longer. I understand that Pickering was out with an injury, but he comes in and he misses a 32 yard field goal. Like that. I want to know why he was even taking that. Like you, like Lane McCallum has been taking them. He's been actually making them. It's like, you don't stick him in cold Turkey. Like, I I don't know. I just didn't like that call to put him in. Well, Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what his practice was like and all of that, but I'm like, your one job on this team is to make field goals. That was a 32-yard field goal. That was it was not not close. Like it was not. It wasn't like that. Was just really. I mean, I'm like, you're on scholarship. You have a scholarship. You're taking up a spot. You need to be able to make that. And then Isaac Armstrong's 19-yard punt from the end zone. I'm like, you cannot do that. I saw him shank that like. I saw the second it happened and then I saw the grimace on his face and I was like, that is not going far. And it didn't. It went, I like sailed out of it. Like, yeah, that was frustrating. I mean, and that's another thing where that is your one job. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, come, it's, you, can't you kick, kick the, the ball, ball far. Away. So that it is frustrating. It's, and I think I it's know. just we have so many, so many moving parts between the injuries, between like trying to assurance Frost recruits and Riley's mm-hmm. are kind of leaving and the fact that, you know, Caleb Lightborn was terrible. So now we have to really revamp, you know, our kicking program and special mm-hmm. teams. And I don't know, Michael's made this point before. It, one of our problems is that we want to continue to redshirt some of these recruits. Mm-hmm. But it, at what point do we say, listen, we've got to have them play? Because one, we're mm-hmm. losing a ton of people like the transfer portal. A lot of yeah. South Ross recruits have gone back in there. And it's like, is it because they're not playing even like they want? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the solution is because but, we're just, we continue to get these guys, but then they leave. We I'm, had, you know, Greg Bell, we had Jebbia, we had all of these. And then we even had some of like Scott Frost recruits. So at what point should we stop saying, let's redshirt them and be like, you guys get to play next man up because our guys aren't getting the job done. Well, that's just mm-hmm. it. I'm totally in favor of freshmen playing if the seniors aren't getting the job done. But at this point in the season, when you only have a few games left, yeah, like I hate to waste it on a season that we've already like, and I'm not like, yeah, the season can't do anything, but I'm just saying like, you don't, you don't like use a year of eligibility on the rest of the season if they've only played a game or two at this point. Right. Like, but at this point, there's only, this would have been the game to use them to make the decision yeah. on because we yeah. have to keep people eligible and this was a game that we should have won. Yeah. And I think the problem is that people are like, we've kind of towed the line too closely being lackadaisical being like, well, you seniors aren't good enough. But we're going to let you play because we don't want to burn. And it's like, no, because we're losing these guys because they right. aren't playing. I, and you know what? They're probably going to do just as good a job. Yeah, so, and I, well, at this point know. in the season, there's no reason not to because they can play four games. And no, so, but I'm saying like McCaffrey, who like had that one snap, and then mm-hmm. so, like you don't use the rest of his eligibility on this year. Like you make yeah. sure he only plays two more games. You know what I, I mean? Think I'm like more the line though. Like but the I, line I have, agree, and especially wide receivers. Whoever, like we don't have any tall receivers. Right. If we should, we should start playing the ones whoever, we have is the best should get the job. I am like a firm, firm believer in that. And I think some of these freshmen could be like hungrier and want it more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there, there is that, I think one of the reasons like, cause everyone's like, Oh, a dual quarterback system doesn't work. And like, I, I don't agree with it. Like for the most part in theory, but I do think that like Tom Osborne, like that run in the nineties we had with um, Brooke Beringer and um, Tommy Frazier. And then like pretty much every position on that team it was if you aren't playing good you're gonna get replaced and it it spurred like everyone on to play better because they knew that they didn't just have a starting spot locked up they had Mm -hmm. to like earn that spot every single week and um I don't know I think that there is some of that like hunger that will like you know get that hunger in them to earn their spot and keep it and so I do agree that like I'm all for freshmen Mm -hmm. coming in and playing but at this point in the year, save them for Purdue and 
Yeah, Maryland. So we can get bowl eligible yeah. and, and, you know, yep. the red yeah. shirt. I just, I feel like we're really at a crossroads here of like make and bake break for our program. And I just hope that he, Scott Frost, has the answers. Because I'm like, we can either go up from here or we can continue to lose our mm-hmm. recruits. And so well, I, I I'm just nervous. That- I think that transition is always hard and you're going to go through some like bumpy patches. Um, but I'm like, I'm not ready to like, even if we lose some recruits now, like I'm not saying that it's like we can never get back. And mm-hmm. I actually heard a really interesting theory. Um, I hadn't really thought about it like this, but um, you know how the NCAA voted for um, college players to be able to like um, get paid for like using mm-hmm. their likes and stuff. I was listening to these, guys talk about how that is actually going to be benefiting certain programs and they were like what fan bases buy products of their team and you know their favorite players or you know whatever what what fan bases are the most Mm -hmm. loyal and spending money they're like that's where kids are gonna want to go and it does kind of like promote an like an unfairness if you will Mm -hmm. but he was like teams that are going to benefit are teams like nebraska because their fan base puts their money where their mouth is they spend millions and millions of dollars on football every year and I was like you know what (laughs) maybe this isn't a bad thing (laughs) it's like I don't know like in theory I don't like it it's like you're you're getting us education to play football that's you know what it is if you want to get paid go pro but people are saying that like that could turn our program around and get us like the recruits that we would need to like become nationally relevant again and I don't know I didn't know what you guys thought Mm -hmm. about that it was interesting yeah, that is interesting. I I don't know. I I think our fan base buys the most. I'd like to see what percentage of those sales are going to go to the athletes. I feel like it's going to be a very small margin. Um, I need to do some research, but I think I heard that like by the time they sell the jersey, like the, the actual profit from it, so not just the pure revenue, is pretty minuscule. So I would have to see it. I mean, and there's nothing too from stopping like a very wealthy investor from coming in and saying, "Hey, I'm going to buy your likeness for five hundred thousand dollars." Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be in every you know commercial that I have. You're going to be like my yeah. spokesman for this product. So yeah. I don't know if it'll benefit Nebraska that much, honestly. But yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm honestly not against it. I think that you own your own likeness and your image. So I'm not against that. I think the NCAA has to put into effect like some different rules. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, that's to what do I it. So say. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where this is just the beginning of a new thing. And so there aren't those rules and regulations in place, but they are coming too. So it's hard to tell what this will look like when all is said and done, because I do feel like it is such a new thing. I see both sides of it. Like I do think you own your own likeness, but like that's why college teams don't sell certain numbers like I mean they Mm -hmm. have to make it just generic you know the year you're at or the number one or whatever because and like what people don't really understand sometimes is that a lot of times the football program at a school floats every other athletic department especially like female sports and and so it's like you can't hey 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 shout out to Nebraska volleyball we carry our own yes we do but I'm just saying, like, you can't, oh, whatever the football program brings in, that's, you know, theirs, and it should be going to all the, like, that's just, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's just not how, because mm-hmm. you need it for <laughs> the budget yeah. of all your athletic, I don't know, There's it's just going to be just tax sticky, issues too, sticky, so. sticky situation, and at first I was, like, completely against it, and I honestly still don't like it, but I don't know, it's just something to think about. Well, well yeah. do you guys have any other thoughts on the game? No, and I didn't pick anybody either this week just because I don't – I'm too okay. depressed. I'm, um, I am going to pick um, an offensive player, and I'm picking Vedral. The way he fumbled that ball um, the very first time – first of all, I thought he was, like, pitching it forward. I didn't know. I was like, what are you doing? And I thought it was yeah. going to pass. Um, but then when they replayed it, I saw what happened. It bounced off his knee. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying to do that. But the way he, like, got up and, like, busted his butt down – Yes, and tackled tackle. the guy. That yes. that's the kind of player. If we had a player like that at every position, we would be winning more games. And yeah. so, like that, like even though he fumbled on that play, like I don't even care. That's what mm-hmm. I want to see. That's how winners play. And yeah. so I like I'm. He's my only player I'm picking this week because I was not impressed with the defense at all. But yeah, so I'm picking Vedral. Okay, 
Well, I mean, I agree with Federal. I will pick a defensive player just so that we can have someone on both sides of the ball here. I'll pick number 22. Alex Davis was the outside linebacker who got the interception. That was a good defensive play. But you're right. Overall, the defense did not look great. So that's probably enough of that. I did want to ask you guys, did you see where the Indiana AD made that comment about how we were disrespecting? We don't respect them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that was all about? I have no idea. Scott Frost came out and said he's like, I don't know where they got that. Like, he issued a statement, so I don't know. The only thing that I've heard that makes any sense is when their players kept going down and, like, we were booing them repeatedly, which, you know, after the, like, 11th time of this happening, like, suspiciously, they just get hurt when we're on offense and marching down the field. Yeah, playing tempo, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, no, like, well, it was like, very I, obvious what they were doing. Right. Like, and I think, obvious. and so it's like, our fans know what's going on. We are going to boo that because that's, that's dirty. Like there is a fine line of like playing creative line on ways to win, like trick mm-hmm. plays and stuff. But that it crosses line. That's just dirty. Like it, yeah. and it's like, honestly, if I was their fans, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. Yeah. About well, and, it uh, is embarrassing. I mean, it's, it's really pathetic, honestly. I feel like what needs to happen is there needs to be some kind of rule that prohibits players from doing that. So maybe if they go down and there has to be an official timeout, they have to sit out for more than just the one play. Maybe they have to sit out for that drive or maybe it's a repeat offense. Like maybe they sit out for a period of time, like a quarter, you know what I'm saying? But like mine would be if their injury is serious enough that they can't drag themselves off the field, they cannot come back into play the rest of the game because they obviously were so injured. Because four times it was the coach's son, four times. Not once did he ever go out with an injury. It was it was completely healed by the time the next play. You have to leave that play. Like they do have to leave that play. I know. And what I'm saying then I feel like that's obvious that it's not a real injury. Like if you're able to do this four times and you're completely healed by the time that play the next play is over and you're ready to come back in. Like yeah, there has to be something where there should be kind of repercussion that prevents teams from doing that is all I'm saying. They are working the system. Or like a 10 second runoff or something. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, that shouldn't be allowed. I just, I was very frustrated by that as well. I don't know if that's what he was talking about. The most frustrating thing to me is that the AD was saying, oh, they know, like we are not going to say it because they know what it is. And I'm just like, it reminds me of like some kind of toxic junior high relationship where it reminds me of like when you want to call someone out, but you really don't have any reason to call them out. And they're like, wait, what did I do? And you're like, um, you know, yeah. well, especially <laughs> the like, way, no, I like, don't. that Scott was like so flabbergasted. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, yeah, I honestly going into this game didn't feel much in particular towards Indiana. And now I'm kind of like leaving that game. I don't have any respect for them at all from their AD to the players flopping. You're really not classy, Indiana. Sorry. Anyway, that's probably enough of dare that. You. How dare How- dare you exactly i have a lot of questions first of all how dare you okay let's let's transition <laughs> you know Scott. you know all right so we're doing football on fleek and we're picking the spryest old coach in college football megan says <laughs> you had to go last in the tradition game why don't you go first for picking your spry old man All right. I'm going to go with my number one pick, and that is Herm Edwards. Dang it. (laughs) I think he epitomizes the adjective spry. Do you remember when he held his first press conference as the head coach of Arizona State and some reporter from the Tempe Devil something, and he announced like where he was from, like what paper he was reporting for, and Herm Edwards was like, devils? I'm a Christian. I don't like them devils or something like that. And everyone's like, uh, you guys are the sun devils. <laughs> yeah. He's so, like, anyway, cool. he's just so funny. He's full of energy and always says the most unexpected things. So I just think of him as a spry old man. That was also my pick. So sorry. Good thing he went first. Okay. So no one was going to pick Frank Solich. That's why I was going to pick next as my backup. Those are my only two. Okay. Well, he's- where you go next? I, I, I thought you said, we're saying that was the only one you had and like that you didn't have a backup. I had one backup. Okay. I ran the I ran the list of like old, oldest college football head coaches, and then I like looked all of them up on my Google search history. So I'm still my work is going to be like, why are you looking at all these old men? <laughs> um, 
fun. I mean, Nick Saban has pretty much sold his soul to the devil, so I'm sure he'll be going strong at 80. But yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll go with Frank Solich. <laughs> Throwing it back a few episodes ago, I did pick him as the best looking coach as kind of a joke, but also because of my love for Nebraska. So I'll go with him. He is now the oldest coach in the league since Bill Schneider retired. Yep. He coaches at Ohio. I mean, Christmas will soon be upon us, and who doesn't love a jolly coach elf? elf. So that's right. Frank Solich Little ears will be- are so cute. Be my pick. So cute. So cute. Good pick, Laura. Ears on fleek. Okay. Ears on fleek. When I do mine, can I just say that the fact that Mac Brown and Nick Saban are the same age, it boggles my mind. Okay. Because Mac Brown seems <laughs> like the grandpa at Christmas. And Nick Saban and- looks like a CEO who spent too many years on Wall Street. Yes. Like, I guess. Here's, just like, here's it- the difference. I, I was telling Jared about this earlier, actually, because Mac Brown was a backup for me. I think Nick Saban looks like college football coaching is sucking the life out of him. And Mac Brown, honestly, now that he's come back to coaching at the college level, it looks like it's giving him life. Rejuvenating him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do feel like well, they're, I think it's a personality thing. I also think right. the expectations are really different at Alabama and UNC. a lot older to me than Nick Saban does, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh, see, I thought you were saying it the other way. No. Oh, no. I think Nick Saban looks super old. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. He's just because- Nick Saban looks, doesn't look old. He looks really worn down. Like, he Haggard. has, like, the bag. Haggard. Not yes. the opposite of his yes. Mac Brown looks jolly. Okay. Like, he looks like he's out there having a good time. Yeah. Did you see his press conference where someone asked if he was going to, like, play um, a younger quarterback just to, like, get him some game time or whatever? And he, like, freaked out on the reporter. And he was like, yes. No, we play to win, and we're going to play the yeah. best people we can to win the game, because that's all we're focusing on, is win the game. Yeah. We don't let people play for fun. And like, yes, he like yes I did see that. Out. It okay, was hilarious. That was, that was probably my favorite press conference I saw. Nick Saban week. is tightly wound, for anyone who doesn't know. Yes, he is. So anyway, my pick, I'm solely picking Mac Brown on the fact that I, I was going to pick Solich, but I knew someone would take him. But that dance he did at the beginning yeah, I think... here in the locker room, that was actually a lot sprier than I thought yep. it was would have been like the moves were atrocious it was old mm-hmm. white man like to the core but the fact that he was doing it and moving but kind of spry quickly, yes <laughs> i'm gonna give it to him <laughs> on every fourth beat <laughs> yes yeah. and he just moved the positions of his arms but... it's just a sway by the end of it but you know <laughs> he sealed it up with that the, dancing. the players like yeah. dropping the beat behind him kind of carried him a little bit but yeah. he did look real spry during that day yep. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'll tell you, I was at that wedding this weekend, and sometimes when you drop it down low, you just don't know if you're going to get back up. That's right. That is true. You have to be conservative. Especially if you're in a dress and heels, because that's where it gets tricky. So true. I've done that. That's when you just crawl on the dance floor over to the food (laughs) table and pretend like you meant to do it. You just, like, pop it while you're crawling crawling over to the snack (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just give it a little wiggle and keep it moving. Do the worm while you're down there. Whatever it takes. Really solid. Confidence is key, guys. All right. Well, that was a fun football and fleek. Really challenged us in our minds. So let's go ahead and get into talking about um, last week's games. We'll do a quick recap kind of the ones we picked. And then I do have one specifically I'd like to talk about that wasn't on that list. But to kind of give a quick recap, we did have a winner, Miss Megan, ding, 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 um, by one Yay. game. <laughs> yes, barely. Uh, so she she basically the difference maker was Oregon versus Washington State. Um, she did pick Washington State to cover um, when Amy and I picked Oregon, who did win but did not cover. So congrats to Megan. But let's go ahead and go through those games here. We'll start off with... OSU versus Wisconsin. I am once again going to go ahead and toot my own horn here because I nailed this prediction. I said exactly what happened. I said it's going to be close in the first half, but then the second half, I said Ohio State is going to just get carried away and they will win by a lot. And And that is I said the same exact thing was going to happen. And just because you started talking first, you said it first. I think we were all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement. We all agree that that was going to happen. I think that the weather kept it closer a little longer than it would have been in nice weather, you know, without like wet, wet football. Because Ohio State was dropping passes in the first half semi-regularly. But yes, I do think that it would have been blown open a little bit more had the weather been nicer. But yes, that's pretty much what y'all saw coming. So 
Yep. Oh, so Ohio State just has the depth to rotate in and out and just never get tired. Yeah. So I figured I, I they'd have been there like, now. Chase Young is an absolute monster. Like, yeah. I, I do not see anyone beating them right now the way they're playing. And I don't understand. <laughs> Once again, I don't understand the A people. Thank because, you. Yes. Because LSU barely beats Auburn. They don't cover like they're supposed to. And yet they move into number one and Ohio State obliterates Wisconsin, which I honestly really kind of wish, like I'd love upsets, but I wish Wisconsin hadn't lost to Illinois because it takes away yeah, the Big Ten strength. And a little bit. It's just kind of like whatever. But yeah. Yeah. If you notice the SEC in the pools, they definitely get the favored rating, even though they've all had a couple, like some of those teams have had one losses. They will still rank ahead of our right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I think the Big Ten is by far the strongest conference. I think the SEC is second, but it is disappointing because I'm like, what the heck does Ohio State have to do to get out of that number three position? Every single analyst is like, oh, yeah, they're the most complete team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they just beat Wisconsin 48 to 7 and they're still number three. I don't understand that at all. I think it will work itself out as the season progresses, but I think they're the number one team. I agree. I think they have the, I said this before, I think they have the best athletes. And I think what I'd be most excited to see is actually Ohio State LSU at this point. But anyway, not to get too far ahead. Let's okay. go on to the next game. Amy, if you really want to toot your horn on Michigan Notre Dame, I completely missed this game. I was shocked by it. Uh, Megan and I took Notre Dame. Amy did take Michigan. So Amy got that one. I felt like they were due. I felt like Harbaugh like knew he was like on the fast track, whatever we said last week. I don't know. I just felt like they were due. And that really makes the SEC look a lot weaker because Notre Dame played Georgia, who is at the top of their conference. I mean, Georgia's probably like number two team in the East. I mean, maybe number one. And they barely beat Notre Dame and it was at home. Then we have Michigan play Notre Dame and they beat them the way they did. And I know. Yeah, you can't always go by matchups. You can't always go by that. But at the same time, I'm like. Wisconsin killed Michigan, so then would Michigan beat Notre Dame by like seventy points? You know, like right, it, right, right. No, I know, I know that it's not can't. transferable always, but you can still say make some like right. You can right. draw some conclusions from I'm it. I'm just saying the Big Ten looked a lot more dominant. We might have a little more depth in the Big Ten, but anyway. So yep, that one went to Amy. Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. We all picked Oklahoma State, and we were all correct. Woohoo! Yay! Autumn Luke, my mom and dad went out for the game, um, so maybe they had a little something to do with it, but they did win, and they did. Cover because yep. they were they were supposed to win, correct? Or was Iowa State? I think Iowa State was favored. Iowa State okay. was favored by like eight and a half. I think it was. A yeah, you're right. You're right. So they not only they won and they beat against the spread, obviously. So that was exciting. Next game, um, LSU Auburn. Megan and I got this game correctly. Auburn did cover. Um, LSU um, did end up winning. I will say I was incorrect. I tried to make a really bold prediction. Um, I think if anything. He definitely strengthened his Heisman runnings, Burrow did. Mm-hmm. But maybe I had a little bit of karma because I think there's a couple quarterbacks that actually fell out of contention. So we can talk about that in a little bit. But incorrect on the Joe Burrow one. Oregon okay. versus Washington State. Megan, this is the game that you got. Amy and I took Oregon to cover. They did not. They ended up winning. But Washington State covered. So Megan, you got that one. Anything that jumped out to you guys from that game? No. I mean, Washington State kind of has Oregon's number. Um, I'm disappointed that they didn't beat them outright because – I don't like Oregon hanging around with their playoff hopes, but we'll see what happens. Maybe in the next couple of games, I'll drop one. Okay. One that we all completely missed. And this one shocks me as well. I did not understand this one. Texas v. TCU. Mm. So we all took Texas to win, yeah. even though TCU was fared by two and a half, which I did not understand. But TCU ended up winning. So uh, I mean, we'll I'm, not I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about that. I'll take it. Yeah. Tom Herman's defense. E, non-existent. Yep. Um, and then the last one, which this one was besides the OSU game, this one was a gimme for me. This one I could not understand the spread. So Penn State, Michigan State, the spread was minimal, and I was like, yeah. Penn State's going to blow them out, which they did, and yeah. we all picked Penn State on that game. So no surprise there. Nope. What was the last so, game you wanted to talk about, Laura? I'm very curious. So I feel like you guys might know, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Is it the Sooner Skinner? Rhyme with oh. <laughs> that is a good one. I actually was not thinking Oklahoma. I had a different one in mind. Oh, really? Oh, I thought that. Yes. I thought you were talking about Oklahoma. Is it? Okay. Which, yes, FYI, I just want to say that they, they fixed the um, wagon. Oh, <laughs> thank the, gosh. 
it's good. They can now forge the river. But I don't think that they're still using it the rest of the season just because of what happened. Like, I think they said it was sidelined. <laughs> that girl's still traumatized, so they have to get her into like, the plane first. Like the depth chart, it's like the wagon out of commission. <laughs> Injury. Broke splintered frame. Wheels are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Missy. Any. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. No, so let's yeah, let's talk about the Oklahoma game, and then I'll tell you the one I was thinking of. Okay. Big upset. So, yeah. what do you guys think? I mentioned maybe someone lost the Heisman. What do you guys think about Jalen Hurts being out? I don't think he the- should be. I don't think he should be. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No. You don't think I he mean, should be because- the Heisman, or you don't think he should be out? Oh, I don't think he should be out. He's not my front runner at this point anyway, but I don't think he should be out of the running because he did everything he could. To bring that team back, well, I think. And, yeah, like they, they did put together a comeback at the end that I think yeah. kind of and made I up think, for. And I think he led it just even emotionally. You know, he was encouraging yeah. people, and I feel like he was leading. It didn't work out in their favor. Oklahoma didn't get the win at the end, but I don't think it should reflect poorly on his performance. Yeah, okay. I agree. Right. I don't. I don't think he's like front runner right now anyway right i don't think that this should eliminate him what about tua going out oh i think i know we kind of mentioned him. it last year okay yeah <laughs> Make, i think like it, he's done wait so you think getting hurt should eliminate him i mean it depends on last week because he's missed one game like he's missed one and a half games at this point he's missed one game and that's like the danger of predicting who will win a heisman on week 10 you know what I mean because there's still a lot of things that could happen in the next right. month but well, how you're saying that eliminates him when not, right now it's just one game in my mind he wasn't doing anything spectacular and right before he went out he was, but it was not his playing to well lose, you know what I mean like yeah and I understand that so I mean from that perspective I yeah. guess it depends on whether you're asking me as though I would have a Heisman vote what, or if you're asking me as again? what I think Surprise would happen everybody. she has a speaker vote the leaders were obviously Burrow and Jalen Hurts. I think they were five to two. Two was down a little bit more. They actually, I was reading an article right now that uh, Chase Young has like a Heisman mm-hmm. claim, even though I get yeah. you know, points out is really hard I to win. Think, I don't think he will. I don't. I know, but I think that will would be either. So cool. But I think he should because yeah. like the way he dominates the game from a His the defensive standpoint, yeah. like that you have to be. Really, and like I have, I have a soft spot for defensive players. Like to me, it's harder to stop someone from scoring than it is to score. Like, I just think they have the harder job and it's kind of a thankless job. Um, And they don't get the glory of like the scoring and the points and all that stuff. But I think it's just as important, if not more important. And the way he can dominate the game, like being on the defense, I I, I think you should get more point. Like, I think it should be more of in your favor than the other way around. Sure. I mean, I think it's fair. I just don't, that this just isn't how it goes. But yeah, I, I would like know. to Let's, see him. It's a perfect storm where, you know, Joe Burrows has a crappy few weeks. Jalen Hurts can't win the rest of the games this season. Tua doesn't come back. Can I see him maybe leapfrogging? Sure. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's not it's going to be very difficult for him. Well, I think I think Jonathan Taylor, who was probably the highest non quarterback, he's he's not doing himself any favors right now. Wisconsin's not well, helping him. He played Ohio State, so it's kind of hard. Well, to I do know, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't looking good against Illinois though either yeah what I said about Tua though I think he wasn't playing super great before he got injured I don't know that I think he'll come back to play against LSU because I think Alabama might want that in their back pocket if they lose to LSU which I think they could even playing Tua it would be helpful for them to be able to say at the end of the season, if they're able to win out, yeah, we lost to LSU, but we didn't have Tua in that game. See that to me, that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what players you have or not. Like, like, because I've heard people say that like when people get injured, it's a reason not to like put them in the play. Like if you've earned something as a team, it shouldn't matter if half your team is then injured on the sideline, you've earned that spot. Do you know what I mean? And it's vice versa. If you didn't beat LSU, you didn't play. Tua didn't play. Too bad for you. He didn't play. You right. lost. So you shouldn't I be. I understand in that. But I think I think they're talking about two teams from the SEC anyway. And well, I think. Are. It's I know, Amy, I'm not saying I'm advocating for this. I'm saying this is my thoughts on what could happen. I think if he's not at 100%, Alabama 
could decide not to play him and keep that in their back pocket yes, to pull you out at the end of the that. season. So here's my thing. And that's I what she said. be allowed to do that. That's what I'm saying to you. I, okay, I well, that's great. You guys both present excellent arguments, and we'll okay. have to see what happens Call in the it. coming weeks. Call of truth. All right, move on. Let's transition to the next game that I wanted to talk about, and it is Kansas-Texas Tech. Did you guys see how this game ended? No. Oh, I, my gosh. I know nothing about this game, so you're going to have oh to. Oh, my gosh. You have to go back and watch it. Yes. So, I saw the highlights. Okay, okay, so essentially, I want to say the game is tied. Correct me if I'm getting these facts right. Uncorrect. So Kansas goes to kick a field goal. It gets blocked. Okay. So Texas Tech picks it up and starts to run it back. But uh-huh. what he does is, like, as he's starting to run it back, pitches he turns it. and, like, ch- pitches it back to his team. I don't know why. His like, team, yeah. like, fumbles it, not expecting it. Kansas yeah. recovers, gets it to re-kick, and then they won the game. So it, they would have gone into overtime had the guy on the other team that recovered the fumble not, like, pitched uh-huh. it, like, he was trying to run. I don't know if he was like trying to run it back, kind of like what Auburn did versus Alabama. Uh-huh. But I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you watch him pitch it, and you're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Because he pitches it backwards, which means Kansas gains like 12 or 15 yards yeah. toward their own end zone. Kansas recovers it with enough seconds left that they re-kick another field goal because obviously yeah. they can kick again since I they've think- recovered it, and they lose. Like, it's a very less oh miles way to win. I yeah, I don't know what he was have- thinking. I think what you have right here is a J.R. Smith situation. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, how much time's on the clock? He <laughs> doesn't know what the score is. He doesn't yeah. know if they're down and has to, like, shoot. And he, he's, like, like I, running around. Like, oh, we've got a score right now. When, if you would have just, like, let the game end, you would have gotten over that. Like, I think the guy, the kid just wasn't aware of what was mm-hmm. going on. And then it's he like panicked. Panic he's like, yeah. oh. He completely panicked. And, mm-hmm. like, I yeah, like the okay. analogy where you're like, where am I at? What's, what's the score? Right. How much time is left? And then LeBron's like trying to like, tell him like, to do idiot. Like, go. Yeah, that was the funniest like, thing oh. when LeBron like tore into him after that. Oh my gosh. I laughed about that for days. I was cheering against him. So I thought it was pretty funny, but yeah, yeah. it was hilarious. Um, also, I'm sorry, but <laughs> this has nothing to do with college football. <laughs> but did you guys see LeBron, share. LeBron's what like, fake hair? Like slipping, it's like that thing he wears like over his because he barely has any hair anymore, and like it was like slipping. And um, whose eyebrows from Kentucky? What's his name? I just had a blank. Anthony Davis. What? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is like on the sideline, and he's like, "Fix your hair." <laughs> telling him to fix his hair. I scrolled down to the comments, and they were like the best. They were funnier than the actual like clip was because someone was like. Dude, you can have my eyebrows. <laughs> you just have to read the comments. So That's a little bonus material for everyone. Sorry, just remind me. But yes, check it out. It was hilarious. Last two things I'll leave you guys with is just two comments that are kind of related overall. Shout out to College Game Day because they had Pat McAfee be the celebrity yes. picker. I knew you'd be excited about that, Laura. Yeah, so then you texted us, like, the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I Pat McAfee, Nebraska should hire him. I would lace up my shoes, and I would run through a brick wall for him. He can work a crowd. He can. Super funny. He is really funny. Um, He has one of those, like, charismatic personalities. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the sign that was, like, make punters great again. I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah. The other thing that laughed really hard was, (laughs) so, during the Iowa-Northwestern game, which, okay, first of all, Kirk mm. Herbst Northwestern as his like super picking. He's like, I think Northwestern can win outright. I was like, mm. what are you smoking, Kirk? No. Yes. Strange. So I was going like, to blow them out, which they did because Northwestern's terrible. But like, yeah. <laughs> one of the announcers, I don't know who it was, she doesn't pay much attention, but he was talking about how uh, Minnesota plays Iowa next. And he's like, uh, I think that boat's going to take on some water. <laughs> I was like, that's a good way of saying it because <laughs> I'm so sick of the row the boat, row the boat. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you funny. think that they will, though? Yeah, I do not think Minnesota is that good. They Okay. I, I think I will here's, handily win. I'm just not sure that Iowa's that good. Here's the thing, I, though. I think, I think Minnesota actually, like, if you just think Iowa, Minnesota, like, in the history of football, you think yes. But I think Minnesota actually matches up to Iowa very, very well because Iowa's secondary is where they're very weak. And that's what Minnesota has in spades. They have some very talented receivers, 
Um, they have a huge offensive line that can buy their quarterback some time to throw. I don't know that it's going to be a domination game like you think it is. Um, what? 14 plus points they'll win by. When when do they play each other? Next week, I believe. It's next week? Okay. I believe I so. Think, I, I think okay. Wisconsin is, go- is going to to you know handily beat them but i i don't know that iowa is yeah i don't i don't think that i would pick iowa oh, in that game it's a couple it's a couple weeks okay because they have a bye i think yeah a couple weeks I, 11 um, yeah i don't I, know no, hands down okay well we will pick that game on next okay. week's well, let's pick next week's games okay yeah let's go into some picks for next week the first game is kansas state at kansas Kansas State is favored by six and a half. So what do you guys think? I'm going to take Kansas State on this one. Um, Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was just like Oklahoma's defense was just like really that bad or if Kansas State was really just pulling things, like making excellent play calls and just like like I couldn't tell what was going on in that game. But I would have to pick Kansas State because all they have to do is score a touchdown (laughs) to cover that. So yeah. I'm going to have to pick Kansas State. And makes the extra point. But, well, yes, they will have to do that. But I do think that this is like a rivalry game and anything can happen. So mm-hmm. it's I'm not yeah. the most sure about it, but I'm going to pick Kansas State. Okay, so Laura, you pick Kansas State. Amy, you pick mm-hmm. Kansas State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to be different, but I am also going to pick Kansas State. So all three of us will go with K-State on that one. Okay. Next game is TCU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. State is favored by three. I just I can't cheer against Oklahoma State, yeah, so I shouldn't I'm taking have them. this game because yeah, of this that. is a bad one to pick because we all have to pick them or we won't get a Christmas present. <laughs> so right. true. All right, Oklahoma State, please come. All right, <laughs> you got this. You all right, let us down last week, so we'll continue to trend that way. That's right. We'll believe in you. Let's head to Jacksonville for the cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. I cannot believe this, but Georgia is favored by six. You didn't appreciate my joke. You said Georgia, Florida, and I said line. Like, what's the line on the game? But Georgia, oh, Florida. Good one, Laura. Okay. Sorry, I didn't, I, hear didn't, you. I didn't hear you say it. Maybe, maybe if you weren't cutting Amy's out. Amy's already tuned me out. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What was the spread? So Georgia is favored by six. Uh, this is a tough one. Okay, this one is not hard for me. I'm taking Florida. If I had to pick one that I'm most confident in, it's this one. I think Florida will beat Georgia. I'm picking them to win outright, not just to cover. Yeah, I do think this is a little harder. Like, if you're just picking winner, I think it's harder to um, to pick this than what you, you know, are thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be. But with the spread being six for Georgia... I, I don't know. I think Georgia kind of does want to redeem themselves from just that awful South Carolina game and then some just poor play. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to pick Florida to cover that because I just see them playing better right now than Georgia is. Um, Georgia hasn't given me anything to make me change my mind that they could win by six points. All right. I will be different. I'll go with my man, Jake Fromm. I guess I'll take Georgia, but this is a very, I'll say I'm not shaky. Picky. Yeah, it's pretty shaky. I'm not confident on that one. But I'll okay. take Georgia. That's fine. Okay, good. All right, Miami, they're playing at Florida State. And Florida State is favored by four. I'm going to go Miami on this one. I know Florida State just blew out Syracuse, but... Oh, I mean, Miami hung with Florida at the beginning. I know they've trended down a little bit. And Florida State's kind of starting to trend back up. But eh, I'll go with my man, Manny Diaz. Or Megan's man, excuse me. Yes. I'll share. I'll share. That's fine. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll go with Miami. Again, I'm not too confident on this. These this was a really hard week for me looking at these spreads, but I'll mm-hmm. go with Miami. Okay. Amy? Um, yeah, this is a difficult one. Um, and I have not really watched either team that much this year. Um, I just feel like not much good comes out of the ACC, so I don't waste my time. But I'm tempted to pick Miami just because Florida State is favored. But I think I'm just going to go Florida State. Because, <laughs> Very scientific. Yes. Because, no, because of reasons that I had. Because <laughs> <laughs> stuff and things. Of things in my head. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Florida State. Okay. I'm also going to go Florida State. 
I think they are starting to improve a little bit. Yeah, so Amy and I will take Florida State. All right, Oregon at USC. Oregon's favored by four and a half. I'm taking USC. Okay. Amy? I'm going to take Oregon. Okay. I am also going to take USC. They play very well at home, so... Yeah. I'm going to pick them to pull off the upset. All right. Utah is playing at Washington. Utah's favored by three and a half. Okay. Talk about teams I have not watched play. Because they all start at 1030. Utah. I'm going to go Utes. I'm going Utah too. I When they played BYU at the beginning of the season, I was not impressed. And I like kind of like put that on them. And I was like, they are not going to win many games this season. But I think that they have kind of pulled it together. And they're a lot stronger than... I didn't want to give them credit for, so I am going to pick Utah in this game. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Washington. Uh, Washington is at home. It's a difficult place to play. I don't know a ton about these teams yeah, either. I was like, is, and is that all you know? <laughs> That's about it. Um, so I will go with Washington in that game. And then finally, our game day game is SMU at Memphis. It looks like Memphis is favored by five and a half. I freaking, we sound very well prepared for this one. I'm going to go with SMU. They are still undefeated, correct? So I will pick them to stay undefeated. I don't love it. I think Memphis is pretty darn good, but I'm going to play off the hope that since Memphis is favored, even if they win, it's going to be by three or less. So I'll take SMU. I'm going to take Memphis. Um, They do have a very high powered offense, and when they get going, they can run some points up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I am going Memphis. I've seen okay. them play a little bit this year, and I was impressed by what I saw, so I'm just going to go with them because of that. Okay. I'm going to take SMU as well. I watched them play Houston, I think, last <laughs> Thursday or Friday night. That one time, that one game when they that played one that one person. I, saw. I watched well, them no. play. <laughs> on the field, offense, defense. No. So, anyway, I saw them, and I saw Memphis play Temple. So, I don't know. It's not a super well-researched pick, but I'm going to go with SMU. That takes us to the Nebraska game. Nebraska is playing at Purdue. We are favored. Adrian Martinez is back, okay. baby. Okay, so they're starting to take Plummer, so. Okay, we're favored by two and a half. Yeah, Obviously, we're all picking Nebraska, so just give me your score prediction. Okay, I'm going to stop doing score predictions because I'm always completely off, but my spreads t- to be typically okay. I'm going to go Nebraska by 17. Big, okay. bold prediction. But you, that's a spread that you pick every time, I feel like. That's not true. I picked a spread of seven last time, and Can't I was you just pick a number. Close. Can't you just pick like a 34-17 is what yeah. I'm hearing from Laura. Yes. Okay, Amy? Yes. Um. Okay. Well, I am going Don't to. What you mean? Perboo. Perboo. I know. Purdue. My kids are like, can we go to that game? <laughs> we could recycle the posters because it's um, Halloween. It's the corn. And that's, it's um, the last time we played there. What happened? Mike we barely won. <laughs> hey, stop it. We let it come back and we won. And yes, we were yes, all we there. And yes, I froze crazy. my little chitsies off. Yes. yes. I um that was that popped up in my memories like we were like I I was like taking a video of when we score the touchdown and it's just like it, like you can see the play at first and then it's just like a bunch of screaming and then like it gets underneath like mom and dad's face and like goes up and you can see dad like <laughs> you can see like close up with dad and then it's just like shaky and then it like I drop the phone and then it, it's like it's the worst video ever but it, it's like it, a shot of the bleachers. Oh, yes, it, it really was. Anyway. Perfection. Okay, we I should do we, another game, though, you guys. That was fun. I think that we get back on track this week with Adrian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. starting again. I mm-hmm. think we score, I'm going to say, 42 points for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to say we hold them to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I also have to... First of all, like, you're breathing into the microphone. Secondly, I have to laugh at, like, we seriously start every segment. We're, like, so depressed. And then, like, by the end for our predictions, we're like, we will totally bounce back. 78 to zero. What do you have to live for? Our defense is terrible. Like... Our is terrible. Our kickers can't make anything. Uh, 55 to three. Okay, listen to me. Adrian's back. It's all going to get better from here on all out. Over the 
So just okay. touch. What did I say? I... 40, 43? <laughs> 42. 42. Yep. I'm going to make that 43 because I don't like <laughs> even numbers as much as I like odd numbers. Maybe we'll get like a two-point we'll get a field goal. Or like the field <laughs> goals in there. Um, that number. Yeah. Green's going to make a field goal. And then I'm going to say they will score. Well, they are at home, so they're going to score some. I'll say 20. Okay. 42 to 20. That's what I'm hearing from you, Amy. 43. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 43. You're right. Actually, let's okay. make that 43 to 21. Okay. You know what? Let me just change my mind when the game started, and I'll give you an accurate one. <laughs> I'm going to, again, predict a closer game. I'm going to say 35-31, but I'd say we get out of there with the win. So one game closer to bowl eligibility. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Well, also, what yes. was the most unbelievable thing that happened on Saturday? <laughs> We're like, that's a wrap. That's it. Amy's like, one more thing. <laughs> Amy's like, let's keep talking. No. The night is young. I, I had to bring this Yeah, up. for her. It is young for me because I'm on mountain time. But. No, almost midnight here. Okay. okay. Yes. The most What's the most. Un- you guys have to guess. No. What was the question? What's the most nope. fun thing? What? Unbelievable thing that uh-huh. happened this weekend. Um, Is it in the relation joke. to football? Yes. Okay. I'm drawing a blank here. I, I don't know. Do you, want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you? I feel like this is a joke. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Please do. Are you ready? Yes. Rutgers won. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You know who they beat. And, and they you know who they beat? spread by, yes. yes, they beat Liberty. And they, yes. were, they were a touchdown underdog at home. And they won by 10 points. I know. I know. I, I did see Rapid that. Big 10. So there you go. That's right. We're back, baby. So proud, Rutgers. <laughs> Look yeah. out, Bull Committee. <laughs> We're right. coming at you with our one in six or whatever amount of records you have. I guess it would probably be more than that. Your but anywho's. All right, cool. Well, I think now that's truly a wrap because I'm going yes. to head. I think knock, we're knock. done. Knock, oh, knock, no. Knock, knock, knock <laughs> the door. <laughs> Go away. We're sleeping. All it's right. It's quiet and blue all over. Just kidding. Okay. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe. <laughs> I was going to say, don't eat candy with razor blades in it. And then it reminded me that if you say raise up lights, it sounds yes, like razor um, blades in Australian. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that's good. I will try to work with okay, that. Here, so. let me, let me do a, some spooky ghost noises. And then you guys say go big red. Okay. Okay. So, why are we doing? Okay. Go big red. <laughs> go big red. I'm doing the ghost noise. Oh, God, you guys suck. Goodbye. <laughs> Ghosts and Bye. goblins. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Thoughts on the Nebraska-Indiana game? Sorry. Sorry, edit that up. <laughs> I thought that was your answer. It was. Okay. But then I realized I sounded like I was like giving birth, so please edit that out. No, don't. Just leave it in.